Welcome to Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Robbie Straczynski, and thanks so much for joining us on episode number 34 of Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town. Today's guest is best known for winning one of the most entertaining WSOP main events in recent memory when he outlasted a 7,221 entrance to take home $8.15 million and the championship bracelet in 2017. And while some poker players would take their newfound winnings and start playing more poker and high stakes, our guest is focused on improving his life and living it to the fullest. An inspirational story on the felt and off the felt since Scott Blumstein. Welcome to the Cards Chat Podcast. What's up, Robbie? Thanks for having me. Good to see you again. It's been a while. Uh, well, you know, let's let's start off on a, on a bright note. I know that you just got your second dose of the COVID vaccine, not physically, but how does that make you feel up here after a whole pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I guess pretty good, right? I, I you know, from from what I can tell. Uh, it's a big step towards getting back to some sort of normalcy and you know yeah it's been a crazy year but i guess there's some light at the end of the tunnel right so i guess it yeah. feels pretty good yeah it's, it's good to hear man it's uh more and more people are reaching that point and it's great to see the the general positive mood um you know of course the past year has been such a year of adjustment and transition for a lot of poker players a lot of players moved from you know live to online so they could keep playing or they just dove deep into the lab and started studying a lot have you done anything poker wise this past year uh it's tricky for me because i've always considered myself more of a live player than an online player um at the end of the day i mean online's cool there was a time where i kind of cut my teeth with it a little bit back when new jersey got the regulated sites you know the first state to get regulated so I kind of felt obligated to play online back then, but you know, yeah, as far as the pandemic goes, I, I haven't really uh, spent a lot of time on poker. I mean, I, at the very beginning, um, I was lucky enough to like instantly get uh, second in a circuit event. They ran some big circuit events. So that was for a nice chunk of change. And that was really cool because it just kind of like allowed me to kind of, you know, not completely write the year off financially. I, donate a little bit and nice. uh yeah and just you know it was a good start and honestly yeah from that point on i just didn't really feel obligated to 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 play especially online where i know i'm not comfortable and i know there's people you know working a lot harder than me so mm. um, do you play any of the wsop summer series online you know because you know you are in nevada so so i actually moved to denver um for oh. a little while during yeah during the crux of it um i've I, you know, uh, you know, in, in a in a time like this, like I was really looking for any way to get, you know, out in the open, like just to have something to do. So luckily I found a, a hobby in uh, the game of golf, uh -huh. which, you know, is impossible to 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 be good at. But at the same <laughs> time, uh, you know, social distancing wise was perfect. You know, you can get your own cart. Yeah, I felt comfortable out there. So you know, the Vegas heat in the summer is, you know, brutal. It's like 120 degrees or whatever. So yep. I decided to head to Denver for a little bit. I had a couple, um, you know, just, just to get out, just honestly, just to get, I heard the weather out there is great. So sure. didn't really get to see what the city has to offer, but, 
same time, it was decent move and just just looking to stay sane and and get some fresh air you know for sure that sounds like a, a pretty gto move <laughs> that's a I, I try to play i yeah i try to play as as optimally as possible yeah. for sure you know we do have a a little bit of a golf question for you later on i know uh i, I took up i took up, i already played but i focused yeah tennis was my big thing because you know that's by definition you're social distanced and you can still have a good time with another individual also yeah yeah very sure. cool um, well, you know, since you you won the big one, you have had the good fortune just to decide to play poker when you want to and not have to grind for the steady income. But there is, you know, you said you're much more of a live player. There's always something special about the WSOP. And we all know at this point they've announced their schedule uh, for the fall, at least their dates uh, you know, from uh, 30th September to 23rd of November. Have you given some thought as to playing that and what type of schedule you want to play? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, you know, just, again, just just to play live poker. I mean, geez, that, that would be <laughs> quite the treat these days. I never thought I would miss it. So, you know, you, you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people took it for granted that they could just go to their local casino and, play a tournament or go to the world series of poker and play a tournament. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I don't know what my schedule is going to look like. I doubt it'll be, you know, grinding in, in, in the way that, uh, you know, like I said, I was never like that before I won the main event. So probably just pick a couple that I, that I like and mm-hmm. just uh, go out. And I mean, if they have some sort of main event, I, I don't see myself not playing that at least. So nice. we'll start there and we'll, we'll figure it out, but honestly, just the camaraderie, right. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be a big poker festival of just, you know, there's people that I, that I used to, if they were at my table, I would uh, be, I, mean, I can't wait to see them. You know, it's, it's funny. It's uh, not, not in like, cause you know, they're a spot at the table, but just, you know, you, right, enjoy, right. you enjoy their company. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe, yeah, or, or maybe they, they rub me the wrong way. I'm like, I don't care. I'll be, give me, I'll, I'm not going to need any, you know, but who knows? Just, I'll just, I'll play with anyone. Yeah. Let's just That's go, let's just go sit at a table and, play some cards, you know, all about the hugs. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny. You do mention people who were at your table. This is something I've, I've always wanted to ask you um, a couple of the big names from your WSOP main event final table. There was Antoine Saoud. There was Ben Lamb. They continue to crush. And of course there's John Hesp who, you know, I love the guy. He charmed his way into all of our hearts. And I know you two remain friendly, um, in the moment, he was already kind of a, a story, you know, with his jacket. He had a particular particular look. I think you were the one who knocked him out of the tournament, right? I didn't How- KO. I didn't do the. I didn't sweep the leg. No. Okay. That was Ben Pollock. But okay. I, I- I uh, did most of the damage. Okay, but how did it feel for you when he's out of the tournament? Yeah, I mean, he's the non-pro. He's the big story. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the perfect. I think it was the perfect, you know, result for you know personally. Like, you know, I think if you told John Hess before the tournament started, hey, you're going to get, you know, fifth place for, or fourth place. I think you got fourth place. Yeah, fourth place Mm -hmm. for whatever. You know, for two million bucks. You know, Mm -hmm. I think you would have taken it, right? So, I mean, you know, I can't speak for him, but. I think that's a pretty good result for mm-hmm. an amateur with the Hendon mob that he had before. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I really, I can't say it enough. I mean, how can I just, the whole thing was just perfect. I mean, across the board, like 
just uh it was it was it was poetic almost because yeah i mean you know whatever he he i cooled him in that, in that massive pot yeah and he actually i give john a lot of credit i mean he grinded pretty hard after that i don't think people realize that he easily could have just phoned it in he could have just started playing too many hands and just no he he got right back to grinding he was making some 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 strong folds he folded an ace a couple of times i think mm-hmm. and so he was he was definitely like fighting to to ladder up and he laddered up a couple spots. I think there were seven left when that happened. He had mm-hmm. 20 day and he ended up getting four. So yeah. I think more of the more of the power to him. And uh, you know, then at that point, yeah, now we're three-handed with with uh, you know, a big uh, the I know it's at stake and with two good players. And then yeah. I think when you know when John went out, that that actually ended the day, right? So we came back the next yes. night. So mm-hmm. I think it just kind of solidified that it was the final, final boss stage and right. It was uh, time to play some some three handed poker, which is right. So that's that's what I was asking. Like, were you kind of secretly hoping? Well, you know, no disrespect to John, but he's obviously the easier opponent in principle than you know the other players remaining. We kind of like, oh, I hope I can get you know he continues the magical run. You know, nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, kind of not not really, honestly. I mean, whatever. I think I think again, I give myself credit because I was so zoned i wasn't worried mm. about stuff like that you know you can't control stuff like that right so mm. you know i think it would have been fun to be at the, i mean quite frankly i i do find it in a vacuum right like obviously you know poker you the less experienced but like you know but but it's tricky sometimes in the in a small sample if you're three-handed you know what it can be tough to play against people that that ramp up the variance or that right. you know that do stuff like that so I don't know if it's like that cut and dry either, but yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't really care too much. I mean, I was just gonna, you know, I, I figured, I figured that, especially once I cooled him. Mean, at one point, he had a, you know, he was chip leader, right? Yeah. So once I knocked him down to like twenty something bigs, I mean, you know, I, I was the one who got those chips, thankfully, right? So at right. that point, you it didn't, you know, what do you? <laughs> and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start cheering at the table for him to double up. And, <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Visibly well, start rooting for him, but. Right. Well, unlike other main event winners, you didn't decide to hit, and we mentioned this in the intro, you didn't decide to hit the high roller circuit. And most people would agree that that's the financially responsible path to take. Why did you make that decision? And just generally speaking, you know, you're not risking, you know, 50 or $100,000 every tournament you take. Did you have a particular, after paying taxes, did you have some sort of approach of what you did with your earnings? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I wasn't like completely impervious to it. I mean, I did take a couple, I've taken a couple, you know, shots here and there. I did, the one thing I did was, so I went to Florida, I went, as soon as I won, we hopped in a car and I didn't know what to do with myself. So we ended up going to Choctaw for a, for a WBT and that was my <laughs> big uh big idea so nice. you go to Choctaw and whatever is you know relaxing and um but then after that there was a tournament at the Hard Rock in, in Hollywood so I uh I went down there and you know like I said uh, you know I know with, with 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 you know with the way the timeline works it's better to if you're going to take your shots to do it right away you know in, in, mm. in the same year so uh you know I, I figured I would take my shot at it once and I hopped in the, I sold a little bit and played the 25K down there. And honestly, like, so first of all, the structure wasn't that good. And that was one of the first things that hit me, right? It's like, okay, if I'm going to be playing, if I want to play high rollers anyway, you know, I prefer, especially like coming from the money coming from the main event where the structure is, you know, the best ever, 
it was only like hour levels the whole way through. And I remember like, you know, people tell me, it's like, yeah, well, recreational players, businessmen who are willing to put up this money, they don't have time to play a right. really good structured tournament. So once I kind of learned that the higher stakes, the, that, you know, the, the, they, there's a little bit more to it and it doesn't really tailor my game. So for starters, it wasn't even, and then, you know, on top of that, it's like, I, I also just kind of realized that I, I, I knew where I came from, you know, I mean, I was a hundred dollar online grinder, maybe the occasional Brigada main event, if I could find my way into it, you know, yeah. like I just knew my place. I just knew that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I mean, I, if anything, I like it would have, you know, would have done it just to, uh, just to, just to see, you know, like whatever, I guess, you know, what, only, like Mike McDermott says, there's only one way to find out. Right. But yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I did that and I played, I played like a 10 K at the, uh, at the poker masters at aria once yep. and that you know again you know, the, like the structure wasn't that great but that feel was tougher right you know now we're talking sure. it's got all the big names and random guys from europe coming in with scars and yeah and i i held my own and i got <laughs> you know seventh place and i cashed so it was like little things like that whatever you know I, I i took a couple shots here and there but overall i just know that you know that's not really for me i don't i don't i don't have the I, you know it's just not a did it, did it feel no, good to make to. your way through those fields as well? Like the much tougher field? Is that like, Hey, I can, I can hang with them a little. Sure. I think it's always cool. I mean, that's yeah, I think, I think that's a, cause I think people don't, if you really separate poker into two things, right. There's two aspects. There's like the job money aspect, but then at the end of the day, it's also a game too. Right. right. Like, and that's the part that I think that gets lost a lot of the time is like, you know, whenever you're playing a game, you want to, you want to beat people. Right. So, I, I mean, I know people, I have friends that have, you know, lots and lots of money that they play one, two. And it's like, well, why would they do that? And it's like, you know, again, they, they just like the game aspect. They yeah. just want to play it for, to try to do, you know? So, yeah, I think it's to each their own and it, you know, it, it feels good going up against the best, you know, guys that you can. And, and I think a lot of it comes down to just like, you know, the one thing I've always had is like not a, la- a lack of fear, right? Like that's what, you know, one of the things I attribute the, the main event success to whatever. So it's like, you know, when, 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 when you know that a good player is attacking you for, you know, if they think and you're able to outplay them, it's the same thing with Mike McDermott, right? He came you know, Johnny Chan was trying to bully him right. and he did, he came over the top and, and bluffed Johnny Chan. Right. And that was his moment because, he outplayed him because Johnny didn't think he'd have this, the stones to come over the top. And he did. So like, that's what, you know, that's part of what the game is about too. Right. Yeah. So You're making me want to re- rewatch rounders again. <laughs> <laughs> best movie, best poker movie. Is, uh, yeah. Something um, kind of typical of main event winners is they kind of like de facto become, you know, a poker ambassador for the year. And, you know, it's like it unofficially lasts for one year until the next main event champion is, is crowned. To what extent do you still see yourself in that role as like an ambassador for the game? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, stuff like that is tricky. I, I don't, it's like such a weird title because like, what does that even mean? Like nobody, it's not like we have meetings or anything. Nobody, nobody right. asks my opinion, right? It's not like I'm, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, it, it, it's it's cool. I mean, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not really like a super opinionated guy anyway. I kind of stay out of stuff anyway. I mean... So, yeah, I mean, I guess like more just being like the face of like, well, you know, anything is possible. Anyone could win this tournament, I guess, is like more mm-hmm. of a more of the ambassador role than like, you know, representing 
some something in a in a in a, in a bigger way. Hmm. But uh, sure, I mean, I just try to be like again. I just try to be like. I point is like I didn't want to change. You know, I just try to be nice to people and yep. just like you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I give my if people want to autograph. And I do. I no problem doing stuff like that. And right. yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. So sure. it's well, that, know, that certainly I, hasn't changed from beforehand. That uh, you know, more power to you. More people should be like that. Uh, you know, yeah, um, you know, I, I, it's great. It's, it's, it's one of those funny things, right? It's like when I was a kid, I, that's how I got into the game, right? I like looked up to poker player. You know, it was like just a weird thing where like I admired poker players. I, I bought, I remember I bought like autograph cards that this company Razor made poker yep. autograph cards. I bought about, and I got like the day on the ground, you fill home, you dual yep. autograph and a Mike Mizrahi autograph. Like, so, I mean, I was like, you know, wouldn't I be a hypocrite to like not, if I was into that stuff as a kid, like how could I not reciprocate that? Because right. I know that for some reason people are in the, in the people that are successful at poker. So and now if I remember correctly, you're on a card tops, Allen and Ginter, right? Is that yeah, my own baseball card? Yeah. That's so, so sick, man. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, cool. it doesn't get much cooler than that. So did, did you ever want to, like, you know, a lot of pros, you know, part of what they dream of besides coming into money, winning a big tournament, like, Oh man, it'd be so cool to be sponsored by a site or something. Is that ever something you wanted to like, you know, I know you were loosely associated with, with 888 poke. You wore the patch for a little bit. Did you ever want to represent uh, one of the big operators? Yeah, n- never, not really an ambition of mine. I mean, not, no, nothing I, nothing I really care to do, honestly. I mean, probably don't see that in my, in my future or anything. I mean, I've enjoyed, uh, like you said, we have, a, I have a loose partnership with 888. They've brought me in for a couple of events and they've mm-hmm. been nothing but good to me. And, yeah. um, and I enjoy, you know, wearing their patch from when I, when I do deals like that. And when I, um, you know, I mean, it was a great, yeah, it was a good experience. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't see myself doing anything full time, but, uh, you know, sites that are, that I, that I genuinely believe put on good live tournaments. I have no problem with, uh, doing deals with here and there. And, you know, I think it's all about, uh, it's all about how you, how you treat the customer, you know? So it's just like, you know, when I, when I've been at the stops, I see everyone having a good time and the tournaments are well, well ran. And, um, but yeah, I mean, online poker, you know, it's a little, little different, a little tricky. So I, sure. I don't, I don't really mess with that stuff too much. Cool. Well, I hear that. Well, okay. Let's, let's pivot. It's important to, to change gears in poker. We all know that. Right. So, uh, as we mentioned again, in the intro, since your big win, um, it could be said that you've made the effort to relax. And that sounds a little, you know, a little ironic, but you've really, you know, tried to live life on your own terms and to enjoy. And I really think that's amazing. You know, like so many people are like, well, if you win the lottery, then, you know, go lie on a beach that, that, you know, they have been lying on a beach, but you've decided I'm going to focus on things that are important to me. Um, I I know, again, you know, you know, it's obvious anyone who's seen your win and now seeing you here, uh, you look like a completely different person uh, in a positive way. You made a tremendous push to, to focus on your health, um, I know by, you know, you must've lost over a hundred pounds or something like that. Is am I right? Yeah, like not quite. I, you know, uh, well, that, that's the thing. You got to look at it at two. There's two different times. There's, there's, uh, let's see, B, BP and AP, right? Before pandemic and after pandemic. But ah, okay. It's, it's, it's been, it's been a, but yeah, like, you know, but, but yeah, I, I'd say total, I usually call it like 80, let's call it 80. Incredible. Uh, but yeah. Still nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I mean. 
So yeah, yeah, definitely uh, was a well, priority. Well, that's actually kind of my question, the BPAP. I mean, I'll speak only of myself. I'm sure there are others out there in the cards check yeah. community. I put on weight during the pandemic, yeah. you know, the, the yep. pandemic yep. 15, everyone likes calling yep. it for me. It's probably yep. more than that. Um, I know though, you had made a tremendous push though. It was like a lifestyle choice. I know I uh, listened to other interviews, you did just chicken, chicken, rice, you know, that sort of a yeah. thing. Oh, um, yeah. And you know, you went to Denver, you know, like you said, living in you know, right. the outdoors, that was important. To what extent did you find it challenging to maintain that healthier lifestyle? What, what did you have to do uh, mentally? Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's been the, the biggest question of the last year. I mean, where, where do I start? You know, it's, it's uh, you know, we're looking at about a year and a month now, let's call it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, man, like, it, it's been, it's been tough. Like, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I think that, Thank, thankfully, you know, financially, right. I mean, I know it's been a, a hard year across the board for a lot of people. And yeah. thankfully I've had that uh, luxury where it hasn't been a burden on me, but from this other aspect, you know, I mean, I, 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 it's, I feel it too. Right. It's like, people might say, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's been, it's been hard. I mean, I did the best I could. I, I, I fought pretty hard for a while. It was ups and downs and ups and downs and you know, I, I, I battled for a while and yeah, I mean, even that, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky. Like I'm just trying to do damage control. Right. I mean, I know that hopefully when this thing is over, I can, once I can, you know, and I, you know, make excuses and stuff, but what are you going to do? I mean, it's been a pandemic. Like it's, it's just hard to sit around your board. I've had many uh, a pandemic pint, you know, I know (laughs) know what you're talking about, but I think it's right. And and the the truth of the matter is we're not alone. Right. Like I think there's millions of people going through this thing. I mean, it's tougher for me, like being where I want, you know, like the, 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 the fact that it is, you know, the defining battle of my life, right. Like Mm. outside of anything else. So it's like, yeah, I mean, what do you want me to tell you, right? It's it's been difficult, um, mm-hmm. but just try to keep a, a, a level head, and I think it makes it much easier when you think about the fact that everyone's going through it, right? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, you know. I don't know. I mean, that, well, the that, mi- that, misery that, loves company, you know. Everyone right, loves yeah, that part. That, I mean, yeah, just just not alone. So it, whatever, it's, it's going to take more. Thing. You know, be, the whole idea yeah. of the pandemic—it's the first thing that I can think of in world history that literally, I mean. 99 point whatever percent of the entire world's population has gone yeah. through some, this same experience, you know, yeah. which is a, there is <laughs> exactly. something comforting about that. Like you said, you know? Yeah. You know, and again, it's a little, I'm like, it's, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, it's just the way it's life. I mean, you can't, you, you can't change it. I mean, I wish I, you know, I'm, and then you know, credit to the people, there's some people that took the pandemic and I guess they found a way to, use it to, you know, they, 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 you know, but I think it, you know, I'm not impervious to mental health is, is sure. tough, especially in, uh, you know, anxiety, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. There was like that first couple months was brutal. I mean, no one mm-hmm. even knew what was going on. And I mean, I think that this has been, you know, by far like the toughest battle that we'll have to face in our lifetimes. Hopefully, I mean, hope knock on wood, right. And right. Hopefully, at least Absolutely. for now. Um, so well, you know, hopefully, like, you know, it's like a, a sword, you know, you hit it, you hit it, you hit it, but it makes the metal stronger. So hopefully that's how yeah, we all uh, and I, you know, I don't even this. think it's that easy. I, I think we need to, I think coming out of this, we're going to need to, I think a lot of people are going to need work, you know, fix it. It's going to, it's going to be, I think the mental, I don't think we felt just like the same way we haven't, I don't think we felt a lot of the effects of what happened yet, right? They say a lot about trauma. You don't really, mm. 
when you're in it, you don't feel it as, you know, and then once it, once later it starts to hit you. So I think that's what I'm worried about. Right. I think things will start to get back to normal and stuff. But yeah, I do think there's going to be a, a, a rough period of getting out of this, you know, mentally and financially and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think the battle's over. I, I, I do. You know, that's why I think it's like important that we, uh, look at that game and and try to do something about it, right? I think we do such a poor job uh, as a species of uh, of like helping people in this department. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm uh, focusing my attention on moving forward, and uh, we'll see what comes of it. It's uh, it's very insightful, very uh, profound response. You know, I, I, thank you, thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. Well, you're are you still in Denver? You're back in Las Vegas? No, I'm back in Vegas now. That was just let's say that was like a temporary stay. Okay. I, I, uh, they were doing construction on the building next to me and I, I worked in a, a loophole or, you know, they were like, give me, give us a couple months notice. You can get out. So nice. Okay. Like, yeah. It was kind of annoying. It was waking me up really. And so, so I, okay. But that's not a, a Las Vegan accent. You know, you're from back East. Is there anything you missed from, from, from those days? Or are you like, no, no, no. Vegas is where I need to be, where I want to be. Yeah. I don't know if it's specifically Vegas. I like the West coast um, hmm. better. I mean, I, I just something about the the weather and the, the atmosphere it does feel a little a little different out here so i i don't think i'm going to be back on you know permanently on the east coast anytime soon mm-hmm. just where i end up on the west coast is kind of to be seen but okay um, but yeah I, I do like it out here okay well i did promise you a golf question obviously vegas has some good golf courses and you know well you've been uh pretty prominent on twitter about the golf what, what do you enjoy about the game um yeah i don't know i just i it was so funny because like growing up i was never a big golf fan i kind of would talk a little smack about it at the time you know i was like how do people like this stuff right I mean, in college i had some buddies that were into it and i didn't get into it but uh yeah i mean you know i i i i i, I don't know i mean first of all i was getting outside I, it's a ch- it's the hardest it's a challenging i mean i'm not i struggle to get better i mean i i i, I don't really put the work in that i need to 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 really get it's tricky because i like want to be good but i like don't put the work and it's just hard it's just hard you know i don't know i i i so we'll see i i i you know making little little strides here and there i think i'm finally getting uh good at putting so that's that's you know drive for show puff for dough right so right. <laughs> i just got to get to the green in like two or three shots before the where the putts matter so uh-huh. that's the next step. But, right well, um, time. P- putting for dough there's some legendary stories of, of poker players, you know, gambling yeah. on, on golf, you know, Ivy Sexton, Moxie. Oh yeah. Have you, have you dabbled a little bit in, in some golf bets either on yourself or, you know, on the PGA or something like that? Well, that's how I got into it was I started getting into golf by gambling on it, DraftKings and, uh-huh. and uh, Dale fantasy. And I mean, it was the best, it was honestly the best, um, you know, gambling sweat, right? Like I enjoy, um, the, the just how just the how fast cha- you know changing it is if a guy misses a putt the very it's like it's very similar to poker right it's like yeah. the drive is the flop the the approach shot is the turn and then the the putting is the river where you know you guy could be six feet away and he misses it or he could be 30 feet away and makes it so there's like a fun little uh flip at the end and yep. yeah i just you know the characters are 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 cool and um yeah just uh i just yeah something pure about it i don't know it's a, you got a little white ball 400 yards into a hole and <laughs> these guys do it in four swings and it's just there's there's just something uh you know crazy about it really at the end of the day and it's yeah. it's just so hard and 
Do you have like but a yeah, favorite a favorite foursome that you go golfing with all the time? Something like that? Uh yeah, I bounce around. I, I'm I'm kind of a you know I just kind of you know I hit up there. I've been golfing a lot. A guy you know pretty well, Ben Ludlow. Uh, oh sure, been, yeah, great guy. Yeah, yeah. So Ben's a great guy, and uh, you know we we kind of you know he he's been playing for a while, so he was he's uh, he's got some game to him. And then Drew, Drew Amato, I've watched his rise uh, up the golf rankings uh, from a from a wee lad to now quite the quite the golfer so Good yeah stuff. It's, it's cool i mean it's, it's just uh yeah that's what's cool about it too right the social aspect and sure um i don't know just something just being outside and it's it's a challenge right i mean every every all right so the best thing about it is you're you're playing against yourself right i mean there's right. no there's you're kind of competing against others but your job is to just get the best score you can and show you know and just try to set your own goals and try to get them so and it's like the most mental game in the world. I mean, I talk about, I mean, I can literally go across the board, right? It's like, there's no game on earth that, uh, you know, that that's just all upstairs. Yeah. There's a famous quote. It was, um, I think it was Bobby Jones you know, from the thirties. He said, golf is a game played on a six inch field uh, between your ears, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it's such an old quote, but it's yeah. like, you know, the talk about that's what I'm saying, right? It's, it's, you got to know the fundamentals. You got to know, but at the end of the day, it's if you're not uh, there mentally, and I see it on the tour all the time, right? I see these like narratives and these things, and yeah, they they come true. I mean, guys, you know, just feeling good. And I think poker's the same. You know, it's all the same, right? It's like yeah. all about how you're, how what mindset you're in, and uh, and performing. Yeah, def- definitely some some similarities there. All right, we, we changed gears yet again, Scott. You know, we always check our guests' Hendon mob page when we research them, but it's kind of cool when we find an IMDb page for them. You, oh. ha- you have a producer credit for the 2019 film For Love or Money, a poker documentary. And you can see the, you know, for all our audience after the podcast, of course, you can see uh, the entire film on YouTube and you feature pretty prominently in it. Um, if poker fans are looking for a film they haven't seen about poker, maybe give us the, the rundown. What's that movie about and how were you involved in it? Yeah, what a crazy story. I mean, it's it's really a, a funny one. I mean, so I win the main event and uh, a couple of days later, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm, 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 so I like, I meet this guy through a mutual friend and he happens to be a filmmaker and he's like, hey, I'm making this poker documentary, you know, and first I'm like a little apprehensive, like I barely know you. Right. Uh, but then we became friendly over time and then, uh, you know, then it, well, I was like, all right, yeah, so maybe I'll be, you know, I'll be involved a little bit. Well, so yeah, the two of us, we, 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 you know, I had a little, he did most of the work. I just kind of, at the end, I kind of tied some knots and, and, uh, you know, helped him here and there. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was, it's a, he did a really good job. His name is Mike Bailey. Um, you know, poker player from out, from out lives out in Vegas. And, you know, he's just got a real talent for, uh, making films. And so it's just a cool story about, you know, for love or money, right. We talked about it earlier, right. Yep. Why do you play the game? Right. Is it, is it to you pay the bills and it's just, just the interview style. And just, you know, you get a lot of different takes from a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life and just talking about poker, why they like it, how they got into it and uh, you know, what it means to them. So I know you're a guy that likes to, you know, loves the game and uh, you know, loves, loves talking about it. So I, I think it's uh it's a good watch, a good light watch and definitely check it out. Confirmed. Well, one of the things. Have you seen it? 
Uh, I, I can't say I watched the entire thing, but I watched parts of it. And cool. one of the things I saw is you, you mentioned in the film that you enjoy watching poker on TV for the characters. And that yeah. certainly resonated with me. I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people. Uh, I'm curious, uh, you didn't name names there, but who are some of your favorite characters to watch on poker TV? Well, growing up, it was, you know, it was a lot different, right? I mean, I think that the game has definitely changed. I, I, I don't know if that's uh, prevalent today. I find myself struggling to get behind some of these guys. Today. There's something about, like, uh, just the way the game was. I mean, I, you know, growing up, the you know, come on, Moneymaker and Greg Raymer and and, and Mike Matisau and Sean Chacon. I mean, they, they just brought this, like, flavor to the game that was mm. just – appealing and it was you know it was, it's kind of like wrestling right it's the same thing people like you know why do people people don't watch wrestling to watch dudes throw each other around no they watch it because the characters the storylines yeah. so you know i just think it's it's good for the game when that stuff happens and just you know but it was always a combination right it was like what's i was enamored by the game and then and then uh you know just some of the stories of guys building their way up and so it's 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 cool. I mean, poker content. I mean, like you know, like even like a show like Two Months Two Million was like yeah, so cool, right? Like just showing guys you know on the grind and stuff. Yeah. So you know, any any kind of content where you can, I think I think my issue with the way poker on TV is going now, it's right now you just got a lot of super rich guys that are like famous already that come over to, you know, that doesn't really do it for me, right? I like the guys that are that are. Uh, you know, have, have a couple Red Bulls in their system. <laughs> yeah, or just like you know, something about. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, you know, I I think there's a big difference. A lot of I think I saw tweets about this too, where it's like, I think what people resonated with me winning the main event was like, you know, I'm running million dollar bluffs with with a couple thousand dollars in my bank account, right? Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I think is cool about poker, and when you when you need it, and and you know, it's just a cool. It's it, it's it just it just resonates more when guys are playing for something, right. Other than just uh, to play. So, yeah. but you know, I got no problem with that either. I think it's, I think it's all cool. And uh, yeah, I just think that, uh, yeah, poker should be, it should be fun at the end of the day. So cool. Well, I'm a wrestling fan since you mentioned it, this wasn't uh, one of my plan questions, but uh, as far as I'm sure there's other, you know, lots of crossover there, some poker and wrestling fans. So who is uh, the, the wrestling character equivalent of Scott Blumstein? I don't, I'm not a big wrestler. I can't, I could, that's, I just kind of use an example. I know. Oh, really, okay. <laughs> another one that buddies in college, like some poker buddies are all, they were all in there. I, as a kid, I just never, well, this is actually probably an easy one. I don't know much about them, but I'll tell you what, for a lot, you know, growing up, I had a, I had a very popular nickname that I was called a lot. Let's see if you could figure out what it was. A wrestling nickname. Scotty Too Hottie. Scotty Too Hottie. I would get that from time to time. I think it was ironic. It was nice. Really ironic way, but, uh, Can you do the worm? Yeah, That's like his move. You know that. Was it? Yeah, he does the worm. That was that was his no, so there, uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I like that's it. how I play poker tournaments. So I, <laughs> I like it. No, if you're just listening, you can't see we're making kind of like a you know a, a you know a wavy motion with our hands. So. <laughs> um, one of the questions we always love asking our interviews here, uh, interviewees here at the Cards Chat Podcast: um, Who are the friendliest poker players you've ever faced? Hmm. 
that's a good question. I mean, you know, I, 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 I really, it's hard to have like too many, uh, ne- negative experiences. I mean, yeah, from time to time, but man, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. There's been a lot of good people. I'm trying to think now. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it's tough though, because poker is so, it's a tricky game, right? Cause so much of it is, it, it depends how you personify yourself, right? So there's got, you know, I find that same struggle, right? I'm an, I'm a normally friendly guy, but I also need to three bet you and, and have you either want to come over the top of me because I have a good hand or want you to fold, you know? So it's like, yeah. there's some, always some level of manipulation going on on the felt. Right. So I uh-huh. find it hard to like label people. There's a call. I mean, Frank Stapuchin comes to mind. He's, he always ha- joking, having a good time. Uh, you know, I, I love like the recreational players that are just there, you know, that, that are, that are, they're good. They're not afraid to splash it around, but mm-hmm. they keep it light. I did get to play with Marcel Luce in the uh, main event when I, on day five or whatever. The so flying Dutchman. Uh, nice. Quite the treat. Right. So cool. You know, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, it's a good question. Cause I don't know. Good, you picked uh, a couple of good dudes. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Mar- uh, Marcel's, you know, of course, international from the Netherlands. Um, further to that hand in mob page, I noticed you didn't have any international results. Uh, you know, you've traveled a bit in the States and played in a bunch of different places there. Have, do you ever have any desire to do some international travel and, and play some poker uh, outside of the U.S.? You're like the third podcast in a row that's reminded me that I can't. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, we did not. We did not collaborate on the question. I'm sorry. It's hard. It's like it's like playing in a way game. You know, it's like that's what I'm saying. It's tricky. It's, oh, uh, okay. You know, but no, I, I've only I've played a couple of times. I went up to Montreal, which was one of my favorite stops ever. Maybe um, played a couple of tournaments there. I think I like. I think I was like kind of making some moves. I just fell a little short in there. Um, and then when I went 888, I went to London um, for one of their tournaments there so i think that's about the only poker i think i've only played three tournaments internationally so okay it's not too big of a slight that i don't have one yet but yeah you never know i i think traveling is is cool and um i'd like to do more of it i mean it's been so far from my mind the last year or so right sure. so it's like i don't even uh know when the next time would be but okay yeah that'd be cool I mean, especially like i said i you know there's some i, I like your i like amsterdam i mean you know, hopefully the right opportunity presents itself and cool. we can get that first international flag. Well, the one one place we talked about, uh, I remember I think it was at the Global Poker Awards in L.A. one year. Um, you told me that you might be interested in doing a birthright style trip to Israel. That's where I live and both uh, members of the yeah. tribe uh, get a little bit more yeah. in touch with your, your Jewish roots. Is there any particular reason that appeals to you? Yeah, I, I think unfortunately, I think I missed the boat on that, right? I'm I'm pretty sure at the, uh, but whatever, you know, I can I can uh, add it to my on my own bill and probably yeah. for the best anyway. But um, yeah, I mean that that'd be sweet. I, I I've always you know I, I I've never been much of an international traveler anyway. It's not like that was something that like I really thought I'd be doing a lot of um, anyway in that capacity. Uh-huh. Um, but. You know, I keep telling Doran that that uh, that's what I'm saying. That's my ticket there. I think is is 88. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh-huh. I think there was talks about it once, and I it, it fell through. So I'm gonna we'll see. Hopefully, uh, they can get me out there one time, and I can come back to the native land. But cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that's what I'm saying, right? It's like 
there's so many different countries and cultures and stuff. And, and obviously, you know, uh, being raised Jewish and, and, you know, loosely practicing it today. I'm not, I'm not super Orthodox or anything, but you could still be, you know, you could still go enjoy the experience, right. And not be conservative. Right. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, places are open on Saturday. Lots of things. You know, Haifa. There's uh, a lot. You know, beach scene in Tel Aviv is uh, yeah. a lot. A lot to Even, do. I here. mean, obviously, just the 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 Jerusalem. I mean, that's that's obviously got to be number one on the list. So sure, cool. We uh, try to get out there. Well, the the last question I've got for you before we move on to our community questions from our community members. Um, you've got a really cool quote in your Twitter bio. A life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. That's from Jackie Robinson. Tell me about that and, you know, why did you choose that quote to put there? How do you try to echo that quote in your life? Yeah, um, so that story was cool. I was in L.A. playing live at the bike and uh, went out to lunch with Ryan Feldman and a couple other people. And we were close to Pasadena. And the one thing I knew about Pasadena, I think it was one of my first times in L.A., and I always knew that the Rose Bowl was there. Yeah. So we were like, you know, I was like, so somehow I saw a sign or I just wanted, so I said, let's go check out the Rose Bowl. I don't know, a lot of history there and stuff. So uh, we ended up at the Rose Bowl and I got out of the car and a ways away, I saw um, a statue and I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So we like walked over and I couldn't tell what it was at first because it was football, you know, it was like a football player. And I was like, who is this? And all of a sudden I looked at the panel it was Jackie Robinson. And I forgot, huh. I, I should have known I did like a book report on him as a kid, but he was a three sport athlete at USC in college, nice. it was track and field, uh, football and baseball. So it was a football statue and, and yeah, and on the, yeah, they had a nice cool thing around it. And on it was that quote. And, uh, yeah, just something about that always stuck out to me. Right. I mean, this is a guy, uh, who had a real impact on the, on the world and, um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think I've fully figured out how to, to, uh, but you know, I just try here and there in small ways and, um, try to do my part and hopefully one day I can figure out what that really means and, and go from there. But I think it's, I just have it up there as a reminder that, you know, that's something that I would, I definitely, uh, you know, would believe is, is to be true. So I like that. It's very, very inspiring. And uh, I hope you find that. And, and then, you know, I, you know, the type of guy you are, you'll certainly uh, act on that to the best of your ability. Um, nope. All right. In this segment of the show, we turn to you guys, our Cards Chat community, to see what questions you wanted to ask our guests. We, of course, have a dedicated thread on the Cards Chat forums for this. So uh, as we announce who our future guests will be, please be sure to send in your questions. Our first ones come from Shells. Thanks so much, Shells, for sending this one to us. Take us back, Scott, to that moment that you knew you won the WSOP main event. I remember that 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 famous thing. You raise your arms, you rush over to the to the rail, and you know just just put your head down. It's unbelievable. Can you describe the emotion that you felt? Oh man, I, it's so <laughs> tricky. Like I I hate having to describe those feelings because first oh. of all, no, I, I don't I, I don't mean it like that. I, you know I I don't mind it. I just it's just tough. It's hard to do right mm. because for a couple of reasons. So first of all, people think. It, the irony is that when you're playing the, in that in the high intense situation, right? I mean, yeah, it's a lot. Like especially like they, you know, the whole time you have to be attentive, right? Just to play, you know, to play your best. You got from day one to day two to day three, day four. 
day five, right? You're, you're, you're not, there's no real, you know, you're trying to enjoy the moment, but you got it. You're playing poker, right? It's right. like, a, it's like a competition. So, you know, I think like people don't, you know, if you play a basketball game, it's like two hours and it's, Oh, you know, this is like <laughs> a lot of a couple days in a row. And so, and then there's three days of the final table and, and, the, and at the final table, I think it's funny because, Three-handed is actually the most intense. It's when the most is on the line. Yeah, you're short-handed, so you have to be in almost every hand. Where like if you're full ring, you can fold and and enjoy more. So I think it like got that last night specifically was like the most intense and the most. And so yeah, I mean, I think like obviously you know the excitement was just natural. Like I mean, you know, just you know, it didn't even. I don't think like it's a weird. Like I don't think like it hit me what happened, but just yeah, you knew something good happened and. So you're happy, but then there's like this feel of relief and this feel of like, you know, just emote physically and you're physically and emotionally drained. Right. Wow. So it's like, I think it was like, a, you know, five, 10 minutes of happiness. And then just like, damn, like, <laughs> I can't, you know, that that's over. And like, I always tell the story that like, you know, my rail, everyone else had way more fun at the after party than I did. I mean, I was, I was like <laughs> trying to process everything and trying to, you know, just, just relieved and, and, and yeah, I got a great, you know, everyone left and I just got a good night's sleep that night. And, nice. and but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, obviously it was, it was a, a thrill of a lifetime, but I don't think people realize, you know, how, how long and grueling it is to get there. So <laughs> it's, it's so amazing. You know, one of the, the rare few people in the world who have that exact perspective. So that's so interesting to hear. That's a great question from shells. Um, she asks another one uh, or he, I'm not sure if shells, uh, I think it's a she. Um, I recall that uh, she says that uh, you had sought out Elliot Rowe, who actually was uh, one of our guests here. He was on episode number 20 uh, of the cards chat podcast. Uh, to help you with your mindset leading up to the WSOP in 2017, how many hours did you spend priming your mind for the big event? So I only worked with Elliot when I got to the final table. Uh -huh. um, you know, I I, I, I would have wished I would have loved to, but look, I mean, he's, you know, the price is high. I can't, couldn't afford that before I got there. So I had to wait until yeah. <laughs> I was cashing for at least a million. And I, then I, then I brought in Elliot, but yeah, I mean, I think it was very important um, for just the whole thing. I mean, we talked about again, how mental everything in all these games are, right. I mean, how, um, how important it is. So he just did a lot of good work of like, uh, you know, helping me stay present in the moment and um, just like trying to understand what was going on. It's just yeah. so important to not, uh, to not, to just be at a, at a high peak of, I, I mean, again, it's just such a whirlwind, right? Like you don't, it, it just comes so fast out of nowhere. It's like, again, it's similar to like, it's like a positive trauma where, you know, you don't even know. So yeah, he was just good at having worked with a bunch of people that have had success. It was just sure. good to like talk to him and um, just really help the, you know, finish the job and just, uh, you know, stay focused and, and help me like rationalize like how it was even there. Right. I mean, I, think it was, right. I was like, I was like, wow, is this really happening? And he'd be like, you know, yeah, like it is. So kind of like in baseball, I guess, and you got the starting pitcher, then you bring in the closer for the ninth inning, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So nice. it was the perfect, yeah, perfect guy to come in and uh, seal the job and definitely uh 
happy I did that. Cool. Um, Acid Burn FX, another favored uh, member of the Cards Chat community, has this great question for you, Scott. When people come to you for help, what do they usually want help with? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. I, not too many people come to me for help. That's uh, I think that's hmm. part of the five. I don't know what. Uh, think they don't they're not sure what value i could provide I, it's funny because i think that you know as i'm saying like as far as like a poker standpoint i i actually don't really like helping people with poker i think it's like one of those tricky things where first of all like you know a lot of good players will tell you you got to go study actual programs and stuff and so you can like point people in the right direction but mm-hmm. you know my, my style is like a little unique and it just it just feels like weird trying to you know, I, I don't really like doing that. So, hmm. um, but I, I like, you know, I think when people come to me, I think the best way I can help them would be, you know, again, mentally, right. Like just, I, I do think that that's an important part of it. And I always, you know, respected Elliot and that's kind of my, uh, forte. So, nice. um, you know, again, I, I, it's tricky. Like, it's not like, uh, my phone's ringing off the hook. Like when people are like, Oh, how'd you do that? You know, just, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's each their own. So cool. You know, okay. the people that do reach out, I, 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 you know, all I, all I basically try to, the best advice I try to give is that, uh, you know, first of all, you got to believe it can happen. And then second of all, you got to just, uh, tr- you know, trust yourself and, and think outside, think, think, think outside the box and think for yourself. And like a, a key point I touched on earlier is that, you know, lack of fear, right? So all I could do is give people my honest uh, opinion of, of what uh, happened to me. And that's, I think that's actually like the only advice I really want to give. So I love it. Well, great. Well, very, very candid and authentic there. Um, our last two questions come from Crystals. Thanks so much, Crystals, for sending these in. Um, Scott, where do you want to see poker go in the next five years? That's a great question. Yeah. I I, I don't know if there's a perfect answer. I, I don't mm. I don't think it needs to do anything more than what it's already doing. You know, I, I think that the, the the WSOP numbers have been good every year. You know, people that enjoy the game, they they enjoy it for whatever whatever motive they have. Mm-hmm. Um and I yeah, I don't think that there needs to be some sort of huge goal or like try to get I don't even know what that would look like. You know, again, it's not it's not it's unique in itself that it it has to be this thing of of ambiguity because it's not like a professional sports league where you know the people that are competing are the best right it's like there's too much there's too much going on there's too many moving pieces so look i think it's great i think like the you know people the world series is uh, obviously the the cream of the you know the, the top of the line and as long as that series goes on people can come out and play and i don't know i wouldn't do anything too too crazy i think that like I said, I mean, you know, maybe just try to get a little bit more entertain entertainment in the game and and uh, you know, just make it appealing for people to play. But I, you know, I don't really have a great answer to that question. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. Um, well, we do have the last question, and this one I'm 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 very interested in. Uh, very very insightful kind of question here from Crystals. Um, you've won the big one, Scott. That's the one that everyone kind of has on their bucket list, but you've done that. So what is the one tournament you still want to win? Wow. That, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, my first instinct, um, 
would probably be like a, a, a WPT is hmm. probably my, uh, you know, I think it makes sense. It's like the next biggest tour. I think, uh, you know, five diamond is, is a cool one. I always like that one in Vegas, you know, at the Bellagio. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't, there's, there's no real thing that I like I'm craving. Uh, like I, it's weird. I, I do think that the main event is clearly just like on another level. Right. Sure. Like I do think that it's like, I think it's, it's actually wild that like, you know, I don't know what could come close. Like there's nothing, you know? So I don't think that, that, uh, that there's anything like I'm desperate to win because right. it's like, I, I, like you said, I, I, this is, that was the big one. I sure. mean, well, WPT is definitely a, a very legit answer. I thought you were going to say like a, a $235 daily deep stack or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I'm just trying to focus on winning my home, my home game tournament with a couple of fun group of people we play on Thursday nights. I can't even do that. So before I start worrying about regular thousand person field tournaments, I'm just trying to win my, uh, my home game, you know? I love it. Uh, well, you know, I, I love it. Like, I love the fact also, I'll just say before we, we close out the show, you know, I, I feel like ever since I first met you, we've really got along pretty famously, you know, and like yeah. you're such a down to earth, wonderful individual. I'm not saying it to blow smoke in you or anything like that, but you know, here's someone, someone, you know, you look in the news, oh man, a man wins $8 million in Pokemon. Hasn't changed you at all. You're just so down to earth, such a you know regular guy. You want to go ahead and get a beer with, and uh, you know just more power to you. And that's something just you know they said the best lessons are caught, not taught. And people who you know have been exposed to you in any way, shape, or form, they can learn a lot of lessons about how to live life. So really, Scott, you know just just good stuff, man. Keep keep that going. Yeah. It's uh, important to me too because I, I, like I said, poker is like the perfect. It's like. I actually like you asked me about the ambassador, right? That's to say, there's one thing I can do. It's just that, right? It's because it's the one game where it's the easiest thing to have imposter syndrome in, right? It's mm. like anyone can enter, like any, you know. Yes, did I know, you know? But it's like, is there? There's people say all the time, right? There's variance. There's lo lots of luck, and you know, you don't know if you won because of skill or luck. You know, you, you know, it's like some combination, right? There's, there's no like defined. And, and these other games are, you know, it's, it's true in everything, but like, there's nothing where it's more true than poker. Right. Hmm. So the point is, is like, I don't really care. I know that I do, you know, I know that I, I know that it happened. I know that I played some role in it happening and you know, yeah, it's like, there's no reason to like, think that, uh, you know, there's any reason to, to be different, you know? So Love and it. I've learned, you know, there's, there's plenty of, there's other athletes like that and stuff. I'm not the, the only one doing it. So I think it's a good way to, to, to be and uh yeah it's uh, i hope the next main event winner uh follows suit cool i like it well thanks to everyone who sent in questions for scott blumstein of course a friendly reminder to all of you in the cards chat community we'd love to see you submit your questions for our future podcast guests in the dedicated thread on the forums and if you like the show, please be sure to give us a good review on iTunes and spread the words via via your social media channels. Scott, before we let you go, anything else you want to tell our listeners and people watching? Nah, just, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, the pandemic looks like, you know, hopefully we, we get out of this soon. And yeah, just uh, try to do everything you can to take care of yourselves and take a priority on on uh, mental health and then uh, let everything else, you know, come 
and I'll see everyone at the World Series of Poker in September. That'll be uh, that'll be quite exciting. Amen. Well, thanks a lot, Scott. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Cards Chat Podcast. I'm Robbie Straczynski. You can follow me on Twitter at Card Player Life. I wish you all a wonderful day. Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community.